So here it is, the final episode of the year in review recording 2022. The year has come to an end on December 31 in the Western world and also China had its New Year's event last weekend. And so also is our year in review recording coming to its traditional end, but not without one final epic episode. In the previous episodes, we have explored the cutting-edge innovations and technologies shaping the future of the biotech industry with some of the most brilliant minds in the field. From Quartella of AET Health to Albert Misbichler from Fianostics, Caroline Heil from the New Meat Company, Mauricio Agudello and Lina Toro from Biotech, Kimberly Cornfield from the UCL, Colin Everett from ETH Zürich and Guido Guardoni from GSD Antiviral. We have had some truly enlightening conversations, but we saved the best for last. I'm thrilled to bring you again Dr. Thomas Schubert, CEO at TwoBind, a provider of biophysical outsourcing solutions for the drug discovery and biologics fields. TwoBind has a track record of over 1,400 successfully completed tasks in research projects with over 350 customers in the last 11 years. Learn how they are revolutionizing the way we study molecular interactions, protein stability, and much, much more. So don't miss out this episode. It's the last one of the year in review recording, and you wouldn't want to miss it. Join me as we dive into the world of biophysics with TwoBind. Thomas, good to see you. Hello. Hi, folks. We're coming Hi, now. We are coming now from antiviral infections to the world of biophysics. Thomas, yeah. maybe you say some some words to introduce you to Guido. Yeah. So first of all, Guido, I also have kids and I can completely share the point about the respiratory diseases in a moment. It's crazy kindergarten. So yeah. also from my side, please be yeah. quick. <laughs> There's a need. I will. I will. It's really annoying. So everything is in the kindergarten. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, my name is Thomas. Um, I'm a managing director at TwoBind. Uh, we are a company in uh, close to Munich in Regensburg, and we're biophysics folks. Um, so we are offering outsourcing solutions for drug discovery and um, drug development, and uh, basically supply people with um, yeah an analysis formats and assay formats. Um, so uh, that's that's who I am, and uh, uh, I, I was really uh, amused and and. It was very nice to listen to you, Guido, about you, your approach and uh, yeah, crossing fingers for, for every new thing that you are doing, going to develop. Really cool. <laughs> Thank you, Thomas. It's very nice to hear. I'm very curious to learn what you guys are doing. Sure. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think, uh, first of all, Christian, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, Welcome. <laughs> uh, it's really a pleasure. I mean, uh, our last discussion is, I think, like four, three weeks ago, I guess. So it's uh, nice to be back and, and have this. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pleasant to be here again. 
really cool. <laughs> it's it's good to it's good to see you again. I have a question to you too. We were talking about entrepreneurship today, yeah. and I have two entrepreneurs now in the call. Um, the same question to both of you. So when a person, a scientist, approaches you and asks you for advice from your experience. Um, what's the single most important advice you would give to a scientist who would like to found a company, Guido? Oh, go I have first. to go first. I need to <laughs> think about you, it. You have, to go, you, you have to go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I also have to think about it. But um, I think um, um, good ideas, there are several good ideas out there, um, but sometimes... Um, Uh, the business model is not clear. Um, I think scientists don't consider that um, bringing an, a, an idea to market really needs more than an idea. Um, there are financial aspects behind. Um, you have to have a proper team. You have to have the environment to do so. And sometimes a good scientific idea is uh, honestly not good enough. So um, surround yourself with um, well-known uh, people from, from the field and discuss with them. I think that is um, a very important advice that I could give, even though I'm, you know, our business uh, is uh, is maybe more easy because it's a service fee-for-service business model that we have. But for example, um, with a classical drug discovery approach, I would definitely, first of all, talk to a lot of people um, before I do anything. I could, I, I, an idea is not, not enough. I mean, I definitely couldn't agree more, Thomas. I think, you know, while you were, Starting out, I thought is that about pretty much the same that and I think um Christian, we talked about it last week as well that you know sometimes when you start out with a company or a spin off or you you want to start something of your own, you think that the idea is kind of the big part of what you're gonna be doing, right, but the mm. very, very big part is actually like the larger part, the larger fraction um is actually ahead of you uh, of you still right, and it's um something that is heavily underestimated mm -hmm. um but i i i think i also want to want to finish with what we talked about beforehand be aware of your optimism bias talk to people in the field um talk to people in the field try to get some you know objective resonance from what you're planning to be doing um and uh, and yeah i think talking 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 makes a lot of sense you need to be very i think the single single most important characteristic of an entrepreneur is to be proactive mm -hmm. um and this is what you need to be doing right proactively talk to people go out there shape your idea um, and be aware that it's going to be a very long long and <laughs> but probably hopefully a very um also a fruitful path It's not entrepreneurship is not the way to quit money. Playing the lottery is much faster. <laughs> the uh, okay. I had last week I had Chivan uh, from Playfair Capital, and uh, she also emphasized product market fit. So I couldn't agree more to what you say. Mm. Guido, thank yeah. you very much for your time. Okay. I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And let's catch up in the new year and maybe yeah. we do a podcast episode together about your company. Yeah. It was great talking. Thank you much, all the best. <laughs> Merry Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to both of you as well. Have a great time. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thomas, it's good to see you again. <laughs> Absolutely. How, how was your 2022? Uh, how was my 2022? I'm good, I think, overall. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy uh, 
it was a challenging year um, for us as company. Um, as to bind, um, indeed, it was challenging. Uh, there were challenges starting with a war, then a COVID lockdown, then um, you know, inflation, recession combined, all those things. But um, still, um, I'm, I'm very proud about um, the team here at Tubind. Um, even under these challenging conditions, we made a, a brilliant job. Very happy. Um, yeah, good, good year. What excited you the most in 2022? What excited me the most? Um, <clears throat> first of all, I mean, honestly, on a, on a trivial level, uh, it was very exciting to go out again and meet people. That, that was also a little bit uh, the, the the thing that we had in our uh, podcast mm -hmm. that we had some weeks ago. It was really, I, I'm still excited about this. It's really a pleasure to meet people again. Uh, All good. Also, like now uh, having uh, this podcast together in the stream format, it's great. But um, you know, having really a, some some person in front of you and really having a good chat, uh, this is something I really missed, and I was very exciting to have that back. And of course, um, yeah, this excited me personally best. Mm -hmm. Exciting, as I mentioned, I was really excited about how things went here um, at, at the company and how we developed. This was exciting for me too. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more when I think uh, last year and the year before it was mostly sitting at home yeah. because everything everything was shut down and closed. And now I can go to uh, a restaurant around the corner, uh, invite some people, have a lunch, have dinner, or just going to the gym, meeting people, or also conferences we met at the yes. bio europe in leipzig it's it's yeah. so awesome to have awesome. that that back absolutely i missed this a lot so also on a, on a personal level really i missed the connection to a lot of like um friends in the business realm that i really missed and um, mm -hmm. of course you can write and you of course you can even you can even have a digital beer together but <laughs> a real beer is uh, is the better way <laughs> i don't know a digital beer um it's uh yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, having a real wine over here, that's much better. <laughs> I mean, I, I think um, for me, it's I think uh, it's a good balance to have some conversations uh, digitally, like uh, recording video podcasts. Um, it would be very, very challenging to fly all people in and uh, to exchange information. But uh, once in a while meeting in person, I think it's it's necessary. Business yeah. doesn't flourish without that. I I can absolutely agree to that. It's a, it has to be a good mix, yeah. This what, what 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 I can't replicate with the digital world. So the digital world is great when I know people already. So reaching mm. out to people I know and uh, inviting them to a podcast is possible. Yeah. Um, we met basically by accident, uh, serendipitously. This was uh, pure chance that we, we didn't agree to meet in Leipzig. Yeah, uh, we just pumped into each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And this this doesn't happen. I, I never found a way to replicate that in the digital world. Did you find a way to do that? No. Um, I mean, there were some approaches also to to have this kind of digital meetings in, in, in at conferences, but I had the impression that this is not really uh, leading to the right direction. It's it's because people sit at home and the daily work is ongoing. And so it's just mm -hmm. a, another, you know, date in, in the time slot where you have a meeting and there's not, not, you know, when, when we met at, at, in Leipzig, it was like pumping each, in each, in each other, as we, as you just described, it was because both of us were there and we were interested in learning uh, about new people. 
Mm. And not about specific topic, but just like, who are you? What are you doing? And this format is, I think that this is difficult to find a, this informal, just being friendly. Hey, how, how are you doing uh, in, in a digital world? I'm, I'm not sure if this is possible. Metaversum, I don't know, but <laughs> I haven't found a way. The metaverse has, I mean, um, the technology already existed 20 yeah. years ago. So it's basically nothing different than what people used in multi-massive online role-playing games. It's uh, fun, it's entertaining, but it's still not the same. So mm -hmm. still this community also thrived on meeting in real life. And mm -hmm. when I go through the last 20 years when I was in business, I think most of the business evolved really from real life meetings yeah. that were not really planned at conferences or evening events or lunch events. Yeah. Um, and the minority evolved from setup meetings through conference systems. Mm. Yeah. I, I think for, for, from, for us at least, because we have a clear, uh, Uh, profile of what we can do and people can can read up on that and it's 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 clear that people come to us for outsourcing solutions in biophysics mm -hmm. there's no misinterpretation possible so some of those 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 uh, meetings and when you lock them in a meeting a conference um put uh, or account th this can be very uh, efficient but i fully agree um the best um let's say long-term relationships came from a situation uh, which is different from that um, on a meeting, but evening event or, yeah, you just met and uh, had a good chemistry between each other. And um, then there's some interest in each other and you learn and um, you like each other. And then suddenly it happens that you work together. So I fully agree. Both is That's possible, but both possible and important. The the thing is with innovation, in my opinion, so with companies, most of the companies I work with are trying to start something new. And mm. uh, sometimes when people start something new, um, it's not really clear what they need, uh, yeah. which help they need, because it's a novel idea. It's a new idea. So the plan mm. has to be made yet. And uh, very often people are the first time doing this thing. And most entrepreneurs in deep tech are first timers because it's a very novel idea. It's a novel technology. So what I found very helpful is, uh, meeting random people at events, yeah. uh, to just be creative together. Yeah. And you can do that in five minutes over coffee. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm looking for. And then the person says, ah, okay, I know this guy. Or <laughs> I, I, I did a similar thing in that way. Maybe you talk to yeah. this guy and I never found this happened really in the digital world. Yeah. Yeah, I fully agree. This is this this uh, spirit of just you know, like having a, a close idea and um, yeah, bringing this to to some point. Um, this is difficult in in a in a digital world in my eyes. Yeah. When we when we talk about the big lessons besides digital worlds and uh, real life worlds, what mm -hmm. was your biggest lesson of 2022 that you learned? Mm. I think there were two lessons. Uh, one lesson is a lesson on a, let's say, a, a learning from a negative uh, situation, and the, uh, the other one is a, from a positive um, situation. And the, the negative situation is that um, you you mentioned it just in, in a second uh, at the beginning of, uh, of the discussion in a in a small sentence is supply chains. So we really learned the lesson that supply chains are difficult in a globalized world um, and specifically in an instable political situations, 
um, supply chains are extremely important. And, um, you know, our customers, they, they uh, are drug discovery guys that work with molecules from all around the globe. And um, they send it to us, to, to, to uh, Regensburg, to our laboratory, and we analyze these things. So the samples come from different areas. And so we had um, uh, a lot of molecules coming from uh, close to Kiev, from a large supply of chemical matter in a mine. They had to temporarily shut down because of uh, the war. So uh, it was really taking uh, a lot of uh, you know effort to solve that. In the same moment, a few months later, there was the Shanghai lockdown, and every protein that that was produced in Shanghai was stuck there. So it was really a, a lesson. What I, I mean, it's not my personal level because it's the decision of, of the customer where to purchase these things. But my lesson is um, that um, short supply uh, chains and, and, and accurate supply chains, um, that you, you should prefer that and not go only for other um, yeah, factors to decide why you choose this or that um, supplier. This was a lesson that was hard for us because, of course, we depend on these things and um, obviously, we need to uh, organize ourselves according to uh, when samples arrive at our laboratories, then we can start our, our, our job. And if the sample doesn't arrive, then we cannot do our job. So it was uh, a lesson that I learned. And um, yeah, a good lesson was um, on the other hand side that um, uh, just like two weeks ago, um, we, we had an internal um, customer survey. So we sent out a survey to our customers. And um, first of all, um, from 70 customers that we approached, uh, more than 40 answered, which is already a great success. And then what they told us was extremely positive. And the lesson, what I learned from that is that we are at most of the points that uh, we are wanted to, you know, address in the last years, we're on the right track. And there's a good lesson. So I'm really happy about this. So these two kind of lessons, I think I learned from, uh, from, from this year. That's great. That's great to hear that your customers love what you do. It's always good to hear that. You know, so for us, it's only an internal thing. We share that with the laboratory and with the, with the staff because uh, this is for our internal review or, or you know, recapitulation of what we do. And um, so the feedback was extraordinarily good. And so um, I think there is, we do something good, I guess. Yeah, this was cool. When we think at, uh, of the world of biophysics, what were breakthrough moments in biophysics in 2022? Stay with us. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step -step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. Um, I, I think application of biophysics i would say break breakthrough moments for applications in biophysics i think that's maybe the better wording biophysics itself of course it also changes there are new technologies coming out and um, indeed um, very interesting ones but i think um, the importance of biophysics um, 
in uh, 2022 was even more um, pronounced or more, let's say, valued. Um, the reason is because, uh, first of all, a lot of different um, approaches now need a direct binding uh, determination, drug discovery, antibody development, and so on and so on. And it turns out that this is extremely important. And um, I think that is definitely a breakthrough um, that the biophysics, 10 years ago, it was more a side uh, life science part. And now it's mm. getting more into the center of drug discovery projects and getting more and more important. Um, of course, to be fair, it's not just 2020 uh, effort. It's already started before. So there's a constant increase of, of biophysics need. It's not just the 2020 year that made all that. But I think it turns out that this is more and more important. And I call this a breakthrough. That's, that's good to hear. I also was amazed that the biophysics podcast has a very good reception. So I saw it on uh, on LinkedIn that uh, many people liked it and, and listened to that. Um, it's, it seems to be more and more interest in the industry around uh, this yeah. topic, yeah. which was uh, which was very great to see. Um, when we talk about the future trends now about biophysics, mm -hmm. uh, where do you see this area heading to? Um, first of all, um... The, the throughput will increase. So uh, throughput means that you can run more samples in a, in a shorter time. Mm -hmm. And um, by doing that, you can, of course, achieve more. Um, achieve more in terms of you can screen large libraries or you can make more detailed analysis. And uh, this means it will get more share on, on the complete analysis market, let's call it. And um, here, there is uh, definitely uh, trends going to higher throughput and even throughput that could match up with some of the biochemical assays where enzymatic activities mm. are read out. So this is something that definitely uh, is something that is coming. There's a trend. And the other trend is to also use biophysics in more um, yeah, difficult environments. Uh, so far, biophysics has been done always in a, in a context of in vitro uh, artificial buffer systems where a completely random buffer is chosen, nothing to do with a cell. And um, the trend goes towards more, um, let's say, close to native analysis or even analysis on, on uh, whole cells. So there's, uh, for example, the cryoptic system that, that comes out or is just came out five days ago, officially launched, um, uh, which is now uh, the helix cyto, it's called, mm. which can analyze uh, kinetics on a cell, which is amazing. So you can read out an antibody binding to a cell. And um, this is just mind-blowing, the opportunities that now opens up. So this is a really cool tool. Um, therefore, there are these kind of trends um, in, in biophysics indeed. Where did these uh, breakthroughs come from? Uh, why didn't we see that? Uh, what was the change in technology that was necessary to generate this uh, breakthrough? Um, also, I think, first of all, um, because of a growing need over the years, mm -hmm. more um, money went into that area. And then I have to also say that in the last, let's say 10, 12 years, quite a number of very innovative new companies have brought been brought up um, like Nanotampa, Cryoptics, uh, DBS and, and, and others, which are really uh, like innovative per se. And um, they now benefit from, from having, uh, you know, this, this, settled biophysics community, but now growing with new technologies. And I think that's where the, the innovation comes from. Very good people together with a growing need. So you said uh, as the first sentence was, there's more money flowing into this area. 
um, so money seems really to be the fuel necessary to to uh, to bring technology to fruition. Yeah, and the need, of course. I mean, mm -hmm. if there's a certain need, and you and and if a good scientist um, uh, has a sense of entrepreneurship as well, yeah, that's also needed. Uh, and and there's a potential situation where also money can be earned. Um, then I I think that's also part of the fuel. Yes. Not not purely money, but um, part of the fuel is also money, of course. Sure. What are your plans for 2023 with your company? Um, we have actually uh, indeed a, a big plan. So um, we will um, move to a larger lab space, or mm. at least we start to, to restructure our laboratory. We will get a new lab space with more than 1,000 square meters. And this is, of course, quite a... A big part of what we do next year, at least in, on my end, because obviously this has to be coordinated and uh, yeah, building up a lab is is not easy, uh, but it's a great achievement and we're really looking forward to that. And um, yeah, then, of course, it's also getting more people in there and mm -hmm. um, there are also some ideas to bring in more um, yeah technologies in here um, to be able to support our customers even in a better way by having more than that, uh, that than the 11 technologies that we have in the moment. So. Uh, that's the plan for next year, yeah. And uh, and also the plan is to visit more people and enjoy uh, the conversations. <laughs> that's a that's a very good plan. Which conferences do you have on your program? And so the bios, I, I will definitely go to the bio convention. Um, it's in Boston. I will do some MedCam uh, approaches, the Festival of Biologic, uh, mm. MedCam uh, conferences, the Festival of Biologics in Basel um, will be there. Um, I'm at the BioKorea. I'm not sure about the Bio Japan this year, uh, next year. I'm not, not fixed on that. Um, so in total, I think it's seven, six or seven conferences I, I can do. Uh, I have to admit, I, I also need to take a little bit care about the family. <laughs> <laughs> this is but, understandable. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I think uh, this is definitely um, uh, something that I'm excited about next year. What do you think? What about the, you mentioned BioKorea, what's so special at the, in the Korean ecosystem mm -hmm. that's so attractive yeah. for your company? Absolutely good question, because um, the Koreans start to build up a quite intense and, and, and um, yeah, versatile, or let's say lively uh, biotech community. So um, they really um, now push, uh, push companies by very interesting, let's say, uh, concepts of how they can build up their business in Korea. And of course, there's money starting to go, go in there. Uh, also, larger companies um, are now settling there. And so there's a new ecosystem um, being developed. And um, of course, it's a good approach to be there early on and um, mm. yeah, to, to be present. So we have already some very um, uh, good connections to uh, Korea and a very successful work with those guys. And it's a good opportunity to go there to visit them first place and then of course by korea itself it's a good opportunity to present ourselves to the um yeah new environment that is growing there now korea is a lovely country the last time i was there i think was in 2017 so it's a couple of years ago mm -hmm. uh would be great would be great to to fly there mm -hmm. um you mentioned before your um supply chain problems mm -hmm. i had this a couple of times in this recording session mm -hmm. um was it really that that challenging uh price wise and logistics wise um i mean uh, i think we have to differentiate between two different 
kind of supply chains. The supply chain for our consumables and our material that we need for our analysis internally, mm. we had a, on a good control. So here, a few plastic where uh, stuff was was a little bit troubling, troubling to get. Um, this was not a big challenge, I would say. But this is also due to the fact that most of our suppliers are from Europe, um, specifically from Germany, So, and they are quite reliable. So here, from this perspective, it was not a big challenge. But as I mentioned, so our customers, which are drug developer, which you know source their molecules, which we do, we don't produce molecules. We don't. We neither produce proteins nor we do pro, uh, produce any chemical matter. We don't do that. So people need to send us these things, and they purchase this in different um, countries. And um, obviously, uh, then there was the the Suez Canal thing. Then there was the Shanghai lockdown. Then there was the the start of the Ukraine war, and all those things come together and. Then suddenly a situation emerges that nobody can tell you when samples arrive. And here, um, minimum, I would say five to eight or five to even 10 boxes of with dry ice full of molecules arrive every day. And so uh, the logistics team had no idea where things are, or at oh. least they tried to get figured out, but nobody could tell them the package is here and you have to do that because no, there was chaos. Mm -hmm. So... Um, this was troubling. So it is more the supply chain of bringing together the material that we need to analyze. So this this uh, was the trouble, not the internal resources. So in principle, uh, unpredictability of yes. the supply chain. So not knowing when when what will when arrive, yeah. in what state, and weeks later, months later. Exactly, and of course, by uh, biological material is not super stable. So you need to refill mm. dry ice. You never know how does the sample arrive here. Is it still in good shape? You don't even know if there was uh, at some point maybe no dry ice in there oh. anymore, and it was just yeah. added. Nobody tells you. So uh, this is difficult. And if uh, you know uh, really like the the, the high quality uh, packages which are, have a, a temperature logger in there, they are simply very expensive. Mm -hmm. A lot of people send this by other means, and there is no control of what's in there. So mm -hmm. you don't know what the, how the temperature changed, and you don't know how the biologics react on that. And so this was a bit challenging, I have to admit. Um, so for 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 us, for the customer, of course, because um, they are in the same boat as we are. So we would love to start. They would love us to start, but nobody could start because the things are not here. So it was. Yeah, a bit, a bit, bit annoying, I have to say. But uh, we found found uh, very good solutions for that, and um, the team did an incredible job. And um, the the result and the present that the customer gave us was was the, this incredible survey at the end of the year. So everybody's happy, which is a good sign. But it was challenging. Do you see that the supply chains are going back to normal, or are there still some challenges left? Um, there are still some challenges left, but everything goes better now. Um, uh, it seems to be more predictable. So the, as you mentioned, the unpredictability was the main problem because you never know what happened. And now things are getting more ordered and more in a clear way. And I mean, everybody can you know, agree that a, a package is sent to you maybe a, a week later if the package a week later will arrive. <laughs> so then it's fine. But if it doesn't arrive a week later, and maybe also two weeks later not, or even three weeks later not, th this is the problem. So, um, yeah, no, everything is now getting uh, back to normal, I would say. 
at least this, that, this is what we see. Thomas, I'm coming to the end of this recording session from uh, about uh, 12 p.m. this afternoon to now. And I can ask the final question now to you. <laughs> uh, your big prediction for 2023. What will happen in 2023? What will happen in 2023? <laughs> uh, Open big question at the end. <laughs> So uh, first of all, from a perspective of biophysics uh, and biotechnology, um, so it is, I think overall one can say that I, we think that the investment landscape will change a little bit. Um, I think uh, there might be overall less money in the market for us as a company, as a CRO, as a provider of analytical services. I doubt that this will really harm us because people will, will probably still do a lot of outsourcing, even more mm -hmm. pronounced. So I think that will happen. Um, Uh, but uh, of course, my hope is, of course, that people uh, try to or, or should try to listen also to the silent voices. Uh, not only the the loud and strong voices are that one that you should be listened because sometimes these strong voices don't have very uh, or maybe they have very weak ideas. So I hope that this will happen that people listen more to also mm -hmm. silent voices. So yeah, I I, I hope for that. But it's a hope. I don't know if it happens. I couldn't agree more just because somebody is loud and uh, outspoken doesn't mean that he or she is right. Correct. That's the essence of all. <laughs> That's, I think, a great, great final word for uh, today's recording session. Thomas, it's always a pleasure speaking to you. You bring such a great spirit to every conversation. And I'm pretty sure that you are one of the big success factors in your company. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I just can give back the, the warm words. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and uh, to have this conversation in this meeting format. Uh, it's it's really great experience. Thanks a lot for having me. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining. I wish you, your team and your family Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you. Likewise. I wish you all the best. Thank you. Take See you care. soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something new. Now that you have heard from the experts at TwoBind, you are one step closer to revolutionizing the way you think about biophysics. Remember, knowledge is power. And if you want to stay ahead of the curve, be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay updated on our latest episodes. Your support helps the team reach more people who can benefit from our content. Plus, it's the easiest way to ensure you don't miss a thing. So go ahead and click that subscribe button. We'll be here waiting for you. And don't forget to give the podcast a like and leave a comment. It helps the team know that it's on the right track. Thank you for being a part of the community. Have a great day.